0: Hey, sports fans, thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I was snubbed for the Pro Bowl. I'm Jones, and I already missed producer Pat.
1: I'm Kudo, and I like Corey Perry. High five. Wow, wow, wow he's
0: very nice. Let's get into sports and stuff.
1: What are we talking about?
0: I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice.
2: Or not. Born
0: into the it is first offering.
2: Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Catch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your
0: life! It's, coffee, the golden gold. it's funny to meet you. Screw up. This is your time. Now
1: go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, the NHL is ready for January 13th return to play.
0: The NBA is back. The Padres are making moves. We recap a wild week 16 in the NFL. The boys make their New Year's sports resolutions.
1: And as always, we're ending the show with our rare stakes. This yeah.
0: is sports and Stuff. Uh, well, boys, we got some news from the NHL over the past. Uh, actually, let, let me start off. Happy holidays, guys. Did you have a very Merry Christmas? I sure did, Kev.
1: Merry Christmas. I sure
0: did. That's great. Kudo, was Santa good to you?
1: Santa was very good to me. Thank you.
0: That's great.
1: Was he good to you?
0: He, he was very good to me. Santa spoiled me. How about you, Johns? Was Santa good to you? Guys, Santa was great to me this year. You know what?
2: I knew I had been a good boy this year when I ran downstairs and saw a new pair of me undies sitting under the tree. I was so excited, I immediately dropped my pants and put on a new pair of me undies. They're so comfortable that I haven't been able to take them off since, well, Christmas morning. Me undies are all made from ethically sourced micro-module fabric which is three times softer than cotton make sure you jump online and visit the link in our show notes to check out all the cool products that MeUndies has to offer they've got more selection than only underwear you've also got robes socks slippers hoodies joggers and more lounge and comfort wear they have plain flat colors or adventurous prints and designs including Star Wars and Harry Potter themes simply go to get in slash V slash into sports and stuff to check it out and save 20% off your first first order. Check out the link in our show notes.
0: Wow. Jones sounds like you had a very good Christmas. I'm a little jealous. I didn't get any me.
2: Well, I'm going to have to talk to Santa. Maybe, maybe instead of that coal that he brought you, he'll bring you a pair of me next year.
0: Only if I'm a good boy. Exactly. Uh, so the NHL is Preparing to come back January 13th. Um, They sent out their health and safety protocols over the past week. Uh, I got the list here. I don't know. Have you guys, uh, have you guys taken a chance to look through uh, some of these that they've announced?
1: I've glimpsed through some of it. Yes.
0: So it says here, uh, the league will announce the names of players who test positive for COVID-19 during the season. All coaches must wear face coverings on the bench during games. Following a positive test, players must self-isolate based on local health regulations and need to be cleared by a team physician and cardiologist before returning to play. Teammates identified as close contacts won't be required to quarantine as long as they test negative and remain asymptomatic. Players will stay alone in hotel rooms on the road and are not allowed to dine at restaurants, go shopping, or use transportation that isn't provided by the team. Uh, So a bit to digest there. Uh, The ones that stuck out to me. So following a positive test, players must self-isolate based on local health regulations. So for us in Canada, our health regulations across the board are minimum 14 days. Um, Some strands you're in longer. Some, you know, it's just the 14 days and and you're good to go after that. Uh, But I don't think most of the states have the same isolation requirements as we do here in Canada. So it might mean that the the Leafs are without a player for, for two weeks, but the, the Dallas Stars are only missing a player for three days. Doesn't, doesn't quite seem that well thought out.
2: I think, before I jump in on you there, Kev, I think that that was put into place so that Canadian teams will be allowed to play at their home arenas. I think when they were, when they first came out with like their health and safety protocols, it was probably different, but for, for the Canadian teams to play at home, I think that they changed that. So that way they're saying that they're going to still follow all
0: the rules we have here. Uh, That makes sense, I guess. Uh, Next thing I thought was kind of weird. Teammates identified as close contacts won't be required to quarantine as long as they test negative and remain asymptomatic which I think opens up quite a can because this is how a mass spread is going to happen. Like, so, you know, when you're close contact, you don't necessarily show symptoms. You don't necessarily test positive right away. Um, you know, it's, it's that isolation period that, you know, that is because the, the virus takes longer to develop at people. So if they're allowing these guys to keep playing, they're going to be, continuously in close contact so now you know it was if it was just me at Kudo uh, I'm, I'm positive I've been in uh, close contact with Kudo you know if he goes into quarantine that keeps it from the rest of the room and hopefully it, it keeps it from spreading if I were saying okay Kudo you were in close contact with Hosk but you can go and keep playing we're going to just going to keep testing you I think it opens up a big can of orange because now Kudo's in, in close contact with Jones and Jones is in close contact with Johnny Hot Wheels and, and so on down the room. And that's how you're going to get a, you know, a much bigger spread. And there's, there's very little control of it. I think that's, that's just a recipe for disaster, but you know that's just my opinion, I guess.
1: Yeah. I kind of agree with the, with you on that one too. Just, it doesn't seem right. And it's not fair for the Canadian teams if they lose a guy for two weeks because of this goddamn protocols and shit. And then you got the American team is only losing their guy for like three days. How's it fair for the Canadians? Probably teams? like
0: four four negative tests in a row or something like that is.
1: Yeah, because well, think about it. A certain team could lose their, their top player for two weeks, and that could be basically their season.
0: Yeah, it could be eight games that they're out in two weeks.
1: Yeah, and aren't they playing like every other day?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: It's goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, so you could lose seven to eight games. It's goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, they're
0: probably playing three games a week. That would be my guess.
1: I just think it's not fair.
2: I think they did it to to appease the Canadians. They didn't want to put them, like the Canadian teams, they didn't want to put them in a bubble again. They didn't want to ship them south of the border to be away from their families for however long, right? So I think that I think that the Canadian players probably signed off on this. Like the Canadian teams signed off on this to appease their players. Like
0: Everybody's everybody signed off on it. It's just, at this point in time, you'd think it would be a little more you know, defined and they would have a better understanding of of what actually occurs. And I think the U S is just such a mess that they just can't, they, they can't reach, you know, reach an agreement to, um, you know, to accommodate, you know, common sense, I guess is because the other professional sports, I I haven't, we haven't looked at, at any of the, what the NFL does or what the, um, what the MLB really did or what the NBA is doing. But imagine it's pretty similar, um to what you know i imagine all those sports were pretty similar and the nhl is trying to you know trying to balance for the players sake okay well these leagues are operating and doing it okay you know with these protocols but you know public health is telling us that you know we should be doing these things so i think it's they're probably trying to get somewhere in the middle
2: i think the close contact thing in the nfl if i'm not mistaken is like if you are in close contact with someone and uh I think it's like four days that they have to be away from the team for.
0: Yeah, it's four it's four or five negative tests, yeah. Yeah, I
1: think it's three to four days, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I think that one's that one could come back to bite them very quickly, but you know, hopefully the players will abide by these uh um, these regulations they have on the road where they're basically going into quarantine when they're on the road and they're not leaving the hotel other than going to the rink and uh so whether that whether the hotel can put together you know whether they have a common area like they have a they book out a, a lounge or something like that at the hotel or or uh, conference room type uh type setting where they can you know have a common you know get together room but who knows? Yeah. I know. I know the. I know the Lakers gave all the players PS5s and headphones, so I'm, I'm assuming they might have. Uh, might be hoping for a similar outcome, you know, uh, in the NBA. So, like, giving them giving them a tool so that they'll stay in the uh, in the hotel room.
1: How do they get a PS5 and I don't? What the hell?
2: <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, I'm sure that the players are going to be bringing like gaming systems on the road. I'm not sure how long.
0: Maybe they negotiated that in that they all got a PS5 for... Uh, I'm not sure know. how long they're going to... Man, I
1: should have got that in my contract with you guys. You guys had to buy me oh, a PS5. cut you loose. Since I didn't get one for Christmas. <laughs> okay,
0: we'll see See how well the ad reads go for uh, for Jones this week and uh, see if it's in the budget for next week. for Ikudo.
2: I'm going to go with a hard no, but you never know. You just never
0: know.
1: Uh, is the NHL going to have a snitch line like the NBA does? Uh,
0: God, I hope so. Like so they
1: can snitch on their uh, teammates, like the ones that want to go sneak off and go to a strip club or <laughs> get some chicken wings?
0: I'm wondering about the, the Tinder. wonder how, how, Tinder, how Tinder's going to be for these guys.
1: Oh, yeah. How is Sagan going to drop in on these broads like he always does every time he gets off a plane and just puts out the bat signal saying he's, like, in a certain town? is not he got a girlfriend? It's probably got three girlfriends. Who fucking knows? Yeah, maybe he's got one in different area codes. <laughs>
0: um, so aside from the COVID news, there was actually some uh, some roster news across the league as you know, teams are you know maneuvering to get below the cap and get ready to get into uh, get into camp starting next week or starting later this week, I guess. We saw the send stock up a little bit. They picked up Derek Stepan from the uh, the Coyotes. Uh, they also picked up Braden Copern and uh, Cedric Paquette from the Lightning, um, and then they signed uh, rookie uh, Tim Stutzel, the third overall pick in the draft. So, the Sens made some moves to try to be a little more competitive in the uh, in the North Division. Um, the most intriguing move is not the Corey Perry signing with Montreal; it is the Mike Hoffman signing with the St. Saint- Louis. Lose for a professional tryout contract, so he's uh, he's coming to camp on a PTO. Uncertainty as to you know what it really means for him, whether they've you know reached an agreement and he's coming to camp, he's already got a spot on the team, they just have to wait to clear um, salary cap when they make some uh, long-term injured reserve moves, or whether he's just going to camp and you know hoping he gets a better offer from somebody leveraging the Blues as. A, as a chip for him because I'm I'm sure he he can't legally have signed on the dotted line yet so
2: yeah I think the Hoffman is more using like the Blues using the long-term IR they probably have a deal in place but they know that they can't sign him because they've got two high-priced guys that are going to be going to long-term IR and as soon as the season starts I wouldn't be shocked to see that the Blues have signed Hoffman to a a year, at least a year-long deal worth, like, you know.
0: Now, when a guy comes in on a professional tryout, yeah. does he have an agreement at the back end of that already? Like, is that part of the professional contract? If you make the team, we'll sign you to this one-year $4 million or whatever deal. I don't deal. think so. Or, or is it simply come in, if you make the team, we'll negotiate a deal at
1: the end? Yeah, I think you got to make the team. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that they would they make the deal afterwards, right?
2: Like it could not be after camp. It could be like two days into camp. They could say, "Hey, here's the here's our contract. Sign and take it or leave it, kind of thing, right?"
0: But it's not like a it's it wouldn't be tied to the PTO. No. like okay, you're coming in on PTO. You make the team. You get a one year four million dollar deal. You don't make the team. You don't get a contract. I would
2: say no. I would say that it's like a separate deal. PTO is just a tryout. I would think. I don't know anyone in the business that could tell me.
1: But the Blues could have told him that, right? They could have just said it themselves, like, oh, yeah, we're just putting you on a PTO, but, well, after a couple of days, once we figure our shit out with the money wise, we'll definitely give you like the one year four mil or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: they could have a handshake deal. They could have anything, right? But right now, he's literally just signed a. A thing to go try out for the team. He's signed a contract to, to try out.
1: Yeah, maybe they actually want to see how he meshes with the team. Like they're unsure of him. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. You never know, right? Right. He could have baggage that they they're worried about. Like he could be a a cancer in the dressing room. You don't know. And Maybe that's what they're worried about. They just want to see how he comes in and how the guys react to him coming in, and it could be something like that. Well, but it just it does seem like it's more like a money issue for the Blues and why they put him on yeah. the PTO. But who knows.
0: Yes, as we mentioned earlier, the Montreal Canadiens signed Corey Perry, uh, Matt Kramarsko's best friend apparently. Um,
1: <laughs> now it is his best friend. No,
0: he's got like five Corey Perry jerseys.
1: No, we've we've ordered them oh, already. Okay, they're coming.
0: No, he's no has got to have the. He's got the Team Canada Corey Perry. He's got the London Knights Corey Perry. He's got the Anaheim Ducks Corey Perry for sure. Dallas Stars. 100, 100, hundo p big corey, big corey perry guy um they also signed uh michael frolic out of uh, formerly of the calgary flames i think yeah. sabers wherever else he's played florida Panthers, journeyman I think. yeah maybe maybe so kudo i gotta ask you does this mean none of the kids are coming
1: uh excuse me
0: well they got they got all the Cole Caulfield, they got, what's the other um, college player? It's not Sanderson. They have another college player, I think, or I thought. So, I mean, none of the kids are, are coming this year because, you know, they have seem to have made a lot of depth moves for the roster. And, you know, you'd think that these would have been the, the spots for those guys.
1: Yeah, well, they're going to have the uh, taxi squad, as they say. So they could make the team, and Corey Perry could end up on the taxi squad. You don't know. But he looks like he's going to be a solid fourth liner for us. I don't us. think Corey Perry is going to be taxi squad. In it. No, he's going to be on the fourth line. He's going to be our best like fourth liner. Him and Paul Byron.
0: <laughs> what happens if Paul Byron's on the taxi squad?
1: Him and Paul Byron. It would be a great line. Did,
0: is there a riot? Is there a riot if Paul if Paul Byron is on the taxi squad?
1: No, I don't think there's going to be a riot because I know my uh, buddy there, Rob Smith, is okay if they dealt uh, Paul Byron out of Montreal. He thinks they should be dealing him out.
0: The guy's a bona fide number one centerman. How could they trade him away? What are they going to get for Paul Byron? First overall pick? Six or seven first.
1: Oh, for sure. First oh, okay. overall pick. Just making sure. I was like, guys don't come on see. now. You guys for don't sure. so short on Paul Byron. No, definitely not. You're going to get a first round pick automatically. Like, that should be the first thing coming from the team's mouth. Like, Paul Byron, yeah, we'll give you a first rounder.
0: You're going to get Dwayne Haskins, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> the Habs would be stupid to...
2: Put Cole Caulfield on their taxi squad. No,
0: well, it depends if it burns a year or not. If he's just traveling with them and he doesn't get his eight games, and doesn't really hurt him, hurt anything. But, but why wouldn't they leave him in college? He probably gets paid AHL money.
1: No, he'll just stay in university and he'll just keep playing university. You got
0: to think too. University is going to be done early March, right? Like their season is going to be done, especially the guys that don't get far into the into the tournament. Like the tournament's over first week of April, I think most years. Um, so even if he goes back to college, he could still be up with the team on the taxi squad by, you know, mid-season.
2: Yeah, maybe, but, like, I wouldn't put him on there to start the year. If he's not going to make the team, he's going back to
1: university hockey. Yeah, you send him back to university
0: Yeah, I think he's probably going back to university right after the juniors. I don't think they're going to bring him into camp. It doesn't make sense. Unless they get a a couple injuries from the first couple days.
1: Well, they might bring him in because he's in Canada right now, right? And he wouldn't have to quarantine because once he goes over to the States, he'd have to quarantine. And then if he comes back and comes to camp, he'd have to quarantine again. So that could be a lot of downtime for him, right? So they might not. He
0: doesn't have to quarantine going back to
1: the States. Okay. But I mean, but like once he goes back to university and then he comes back, then he'll have to quarantine here in Canada. So they might not want to do that. So they might invite him right away to camp.
0: Yeah, but I think he's going back either way. I can't see. Like...
1: Yeah, because let him tear it up again. Because he's tearing it up right now. He plays with his brother in university, does he not? I think that both of them are like tearing it up on the same line. So he might as well set him back and let him tear it up.
0: Yeah, he got off to a slow start. I think he's been playing better. We had some health issues come to light in the National Hockey League over the last week here. Uh, we talked about Lundquist having to retire or at least take the year off from Washington. He's going to be having open heart surgery in the, the coming weeks here. We learned today that uh, Jonathan Taves is going to be out to start the season with some sort of illness. I didn't hear too much about this one. You, any of you guys got any, any details on Taser? Uh,
1: no, just he's not been feeling well. I guess he's been like uh, feeling a lot of fatigue and uh... lethargic. Yeah, is it lethargic he's feeling it Yeah, COVID. I don't know. But they're not saying it's COVID. But he's also not saying anything else. It's just a medical issue, right?
0: Side effects related to his COVID that he had in the United states. It could be. You never know. It could be
2: uh, still recovering from COVID. But they never announced that he had COVID. Uh, it's just crazy. I don't know. He's he's got some issues that he's trying to deal with, and I I think that they're not really going to come out and say anything else about it. They're just going to leave it at that.
1: Yeah. yeah, he could end up like a lung twist. There could be a heart condition, but he's not. He doesn't want to say anything yet about it. Yeah, because apparently he's been doing tests with doctors and everything.
2: Yeah, so. I think until like they know for sure what he's dealing with, they're not going to say anything. They're just going to let him do what he needs to do to get better. And I think it sounds like everyone's
0: supporting him, and uh, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, and there's no timetable for his return, apparently, as well.
0: Yeah, we also um, we had Alex Steen retired this last week. Um, he's got some lingering injuries that are going to keep him out, so he's one of the guys that the Blues are going to be putting on the, uh, the LTIR. As well, Mark Latestu retired, but I don't know if his was injury-related. Um, and then we had a real, uh, a real tragedy this last week here with um, our boy uh, P.K. Subban. He and uh, Lindsey Vaughn have, uh, have called it Splitsville.
1: Yes, apparently that was updated today. Apparently, I, we uh, I
0: saw it on Lindsey Vaughn's Instagram
2: account saying uh, that they have decided to part ways. They're
0: still going to remain friends, though, apparently. That's too bad. I thought those two kids were going to make it.
1: I know. They were all over each other's uh, Instagram and just, it seemed like they were so in love. Poor Pico. 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 <laughs> Pico.
0: <laughs> Poor Pico. The
1: brain there, uh, Kudo. Uh, yeah, I do. I gotta miss Pat, man. And this breakup is making me feel like we just broke up with Pat and I miss producer Pat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we miss you, Pico. We miss you, PK.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Keep your head up, kid. You'll be fine.
0: Um uh, you guys been watching the uh, World Juniors at all? Have I? I That's all it's on my TV. Kudo, you watching right now? So what's what's going on? What's your take? What's happening? What's the scoop? Well,
2: I want to get into something first, real quick, before we uh, we get in, dive even deeper into this. Do you guys think they're going to change the rule about goal scoring? You know how tiebreakers are breaked by like goals for. I don't know. It's it's tough to watch. Like I know you guys watched Canada play Germany and they beat Germany like sixteen to two. Germany had fifteen shots on net. Germany was also playing with fourteen
0: skaters. Yeah, that's I don't know.
1: Yeah, it wasn't fair for Germany I'm on a back
0: to back like. And Canada had Canada didn't play the day before. Yeah, that it's th- those are things that you can you can alleviate. I don't think Germany's that bad of a team. And you know, Tim Stutzel came out and said, you know, he didn't really he wasn't happy, but you know, he didn't think they ran up the score. It was just they were scoring, they were playing hockey, and they were scoring right. It's not yeah. like – it's hard because like, what do you do? do? You you do you put a mercy rule in, and the game just ends when it's ten nothing. Like you got you got to play it out. Um, and this just happens. It's hockey, right? Like that's that's. I get I get
2: playing it out, but then again, like they were basically just skating through the team. Like you know, when you get a big and like when you're coaching kids and they get a big, like you call the kids to the bench and you say, "Okay, guys, we got to make six passes before we take a shot on net or whatever," right? Like
1: or play a little dump and chase.
2: Yeah, like you just. You change you change the game for the kids. You make them do different things, and not basically get the puck and skate through the whole team, and go and shoot, score, right? Like you like I understand it would look different, but like, at some point, you gotta think the rule has to change, and they have to find a different way to break ties. I. I don't think that they need to get uh, fewer teams in the tournament. I think that these kids that are coming over from these countries, like Germany and Switzerland and Austria, they love that they're putting on their country's jersey and representing them in a big hockey tournament. But I just think that something needs to change in those rules.
0: Let's, let's be honest. Germany and Switzerland belong in the tournament. They're, they're not They're not a joke. Austria does not belong. Austria, like there's nine teams every year that that belong right now. And then that 10th team is just going to keep getting cycled through. And I understand it It gives them something to play for at the, you know, the next level they want to get up to the, you know, to the big tournament. Um, It's, it's unfortunate, but these blowouts are going to happen, right? There's nothing you can do. It's just kind of a, an off night. And you know, the team, once you get down, yeah, you you stop competing. You, You save a little energy for later in the tournament. Uh, but you can't fault the Canadians that who are try- in their first game. They're still trying to get you know chemistry because they didn't have any pre-tournament games either, right? Like they, this is these guys are getting in shape, so they're yeah. still. They, you got to play it out. Like, yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible to watch. But how, you, there's no way to to make a rule change to like what are they going to do? Like, even even if you change it to five passes, then they're just tic tac toe and around the zone and they have a tap in at the back of the back. That's what they start doing anyways is, is passing more. Uh, and then it just, they were still skating through each other. They just get wide open.
2: They're still skating through the whole I, team. Well, I didn't goals. watch
0: the 16.
2: So I'm just saying like,
0: yeah. And
2: I, I, I don't like the whole goals are the tiebreaker rule. Like, I think that they need to find a way to break the ties better because, like, being a goalie, like, the last thing you want to do is be in a game when it's 16 nothing because you know everyone in front of you has quit playing hockey because you're getting absolutely just taken out of the rink. Like, the, like I might as well just put a white, like, my jersey hanging on the net and skate to the dressing room. At that Start point, a fight. Yeah, get myself kicked out of the game. You shouldn't have let in that many goals. Yeah,
1: what the hell are you doing, Jones? Well, yeah, well, maybe you guys should play defense. Maybe you should shut up and stop the puck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Kudo, you got a fun fact for us before we move on from hockey? Uh,
1: Yes, I do. Kudos. Fun facts. So my fun fact this week, this is the third World Junior Tournament that Canada has scored 10 plus goals in multiple games. And they accomplished uh, the feat also in 1982 and 1986. And that's Kudo's fun fact for the week.
0: Jones has has his way. This will be the last time that happens. They've only
2: had it happen three times. I don't think they were really running up the score back then. Just goes to show well, you. Well, I think
1: they—they've always had to, because even growing up, we've always had to make sure we got goals for the, because it was always came down to the goals for goals against in tournament.
0: Yeah, like you could cap it—the cap, the plus-minus, like maximum is a plus plus seven or something like that for a game.
1: Yeah. You
2: can do it like how some tournaments do it, and do it by you know, go back and do it by period. You get if you win. Yeah, the first you gotta win period, the period you get points. If you win the second period, you get points. If you get win the third period, you win points. Like there's multiple ways to do this without having the score at 16 to two or 17, nothing. Like it's just, that's just the way I
1: look at it. At least Canada was showing some class and they would just like skate to center ice and go to the face off and not go to the bench and, you know, do the whole high fiving and all that.
2: Well, yeah. If they did that, someone would have punched them in the face. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, start a brawl. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, let's just turn the lights off in the building.
1: All
0: right, uh, NBA's back. Um, We've seen the first week of the season. Raptors off to a disappointing start. Clippers off to a disappointing start. Uh, One of the biggest stars in the league has been injured. Uh, John Morant, he uh, twisted his ankle. He's out three to five weeks. Um, Any takeaways you guys have from the first week of the uh, NBA season?
1: Yeah, I'm disappointed with the Raptors.
2: They lost again tonight so they're now 0 and 3 on the season. Not sure. Well, we I think we kind of thought that that was going to be they weren't going to win the East this year. We all had them making the playoffs, so something they are going to be turn around soon, but I think this was the first time in since like 2014 that they have been under 500.
0: Yeah, first time since 2005 or something like that they started 0 3. I think they just the the Raptors problem, the Raptors just made a lot of changes, right? They've uh they have to assimilate some new big men into their offense. And I was watching today and um, that one guy they signed, uh, Len, Alex Len or whatever his name is. He just didn't know where to go. Like, you know, he'd come up and make the, make the pick and he rolled and Fred threw one to the rim for him. And he was just like looking around, like just, you know, he just doesn't know the offense yet. So I think they're going to improve. It's just they're, they're You know, they're trying to fit some new pieces in there and, the, those are some you – know, that that five spot was, was responsible for moving the ball and putting up offense for them. So, you know, that's a, a big thing that these guys got to learn quick for
1: them. Yeah, they just need to mesh, right? They're still trying to mesh in with everybody and get everyone going. And I don't know. It's kind of disappointing, though, because I figured they do a lot better than what they're doing right now. But there has been a lot of changes to the team. So they'll figure it out. It's the Raptors. Nick Nurse knows what he's doing. So he'll get the team get going and they'll get back on track here.
2: What about the Clippers? Like they got blown out by the Mavs.
0: I think they're a little bit the same. They have got a lot of a lot of new pieces. Uh, Surge has been playing pretty well um, for them, but yeah, they lost. You know the, how they many guys did they lose from last point. year's team. Before. I I understand, but uh, the Mavs are a good team. Like don't sleep on the Mavs. Like they, Luka Doncic is probably going to win the MVP. He's he's the best player in the world right now. In my opinion.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying, 50 points, like, are are they going to, like... I know Kawhi was out, but, like, I don't think Kawhi means 50-point differential. Like, I just don't know. Like, you you got to show up. Like, they got blown out in the first half. And it's like, they went into the locker room, and you think they'd come out and say, okay, let's try and chip this lead down a little bit and, like, make it somewhat of a game. And they just came out and laid another egg, like...
0: You know, I just, I don't know. I would. Yeah, it, it, it's it, what, 70, 75 to 25 at half or something like that?
1: Yeah, they got to uh, figure their shit out. It
2: was 75 to 27 at half.
0: So 48 points at the half. Yeah. It's pretty demoralizing when it happens. I, you know, it's you know, there's only so, and, it, and if Dallas comes out on fire again to start the second half, the, you pretty much just pack it in. Like, you know, you know you you're playing seventy games or whatever. How, how many games is the NBA season this year, anyways? I don't even know. I think it's a full season. Fully, yeah. I think they're
1: trying to do the full eighty-two. So,
0: so you just pack it in at some point, right? Like well, it's just the, the
2: Clippers you know, won the third quarter. I mean, is, you know they won the third quarter, but like they still need what one point? Th- no, <laughs> three. <laughs> but you know,
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah, but they didn't win the game. You got to win the game. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter if you won the quarter. Jones, come on.
0: It was a close forty-five going into the fourth quarter. They they had it, you know. I'm just the,
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like you got to try and fight and like make it look like you're, you you want to come back instead of just like rolling over and throwing in a towel, right? I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm just a different mindset than you two. And when I'm down and out, I want to at least put up a fight instead of packing my bags and saying, "Oh well, I'll play next next game."
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, but I think. I think at the full season, you kind of, you you would have thought maybe some of the bench guys would have fought for minutes and, you know, been able to get in there in garbage time and, you know, they would have been trying to do something, but, you know, maybe they just don't have enough deep talent to. uh,
1: It's still early in the season too.
0: Yeah. So. Any anything else you guys have seen from the NBA?
1: Not really. I've been too busy with the holidays to watch any NBA, <laughs> especially with the juniors going on.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big basketball guy. Well, then let's go to a different sport.
1: Charge.
0: Um, not a lot of news in the MLB. I just, um, really, in the last day, the San Diego Padres have made a big splash. They've acquired uh, Blake Snell from the the Tampa Bay Rays. They've acquired Yu Darvish from the Chicago Cubs, and they've signed um, Hun Sung Kwoom or something like that out of uh, the Korean League. He was a big uh, uh, big uh, international uh, signing for them. Uh, so they've uh, made a big splash. They were the, really the first team in the MLB to make a splash this offseason. Um, it's nice to finally have some some noteworthy news in the, in the MLB. Um, What are you guys' thoughts on these uh, these trades and acquisitions? Weren't the uh, Blue Jays in on the uh, Korean infielder? Did I hear that right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were in the mix, and it sounded like they were like the guy wanted to go there uh, from what I was reading. But the two things that worked against him: his family wanted to stay on the West Coast because I guess you know just that much closer to Korea, and uh, the Jays didn't offer no minor league. Um, so the the deal with the Padres is, is like major league guaranteed, and the Blue Jays didn't want to give that, which you know, I think makes sense. There's a lot of unknown a guy coming over from Korean League, and as good as he was over there, it's still like playing you know double A or triple A, and how many prospects know, rip it up in the minors, and then they get to the bigs and they struggle, right? So it's a lot of risk. you he's going to get the money either way, but you want him to succeed, right? So you know, having that ability to send him to the minors to uh, to figure things out if he's struggling, I think would have been advantageous. So uh, we'll be interesting to see what happens with the uh, with him in the Padres. Right? Sounds like he's going to play second base for them, yeah. um, because of course they got uh, Tatis and uh, Machado on the on the left side, so no room over there um they had uh crow worth who was a rookie of the year finalist um sounds like he's going to end up playing in left field next year for them interesting trade their, their their rotation gets real good especially when clevenger gets back in uh 2022 he's going to miss this year with tommy john or whatever he had but um yeah they're they're positioned to be in good shape the next couple of years for sure
1: yeah and they're definitely going with the uh win now attitude right they got the team. They're picking up all these players, and they want to compete with uh, the Dodgers. It seems like.
0: Yeah, the nice thing about the Padres is that they're spending They got money to spend, and uh, a lot of their revenue comes from uh, their TV deal. They got a huge local TV deal, something like something like a billion dollars or something like that in their their TV revenue. So uh, their local TV deal, you know, makes big money for them. So that's why they're able to spend like this. So you know, it's nice that they're. Putting that money back on the field. Whatever happened to like all these
2: rumors of these players that Jays were going to sign? Like, are they still rumors? Like, it almost sounds like they've
0: gone away. No, they're still. Every rumor, everything you hear is the the Jays are, are there. The Jays are a finalist, and it's the guys are waiting. And so, whether they're waiting because they don't want to come to Toronto, or whether they're waiting because they think they're going to get more money from. You know the other teams in the mix. DJ LeMahieu, I think he's, uh, I think he's got a good offer from the Jays. It's probably less than what he wanted originally. I think he's still hoping that the Yankees will match it or better it. So you know he's waiting. George Springer, I think, wants to go to the uh, to the Mets. Mets are holding a lot of things up here. They got the new owner um, who's willing to spend money, but they haven't signed it. They haven't uh, named a GM yet. So they don't want to make huge money signings without a GM in place, because you you don't want to start to shape somebody else's team, right? So they're holding things up, and then I think the market in general is is holding things up because there is still uncertainty on when the season is going to start, and you know how many games they're going to play, where they're going to play, like for the Jays, where they're going to play. Uh, so these things come into play a little bit in this, uh, you know, in the in the waiting game here. I think a lot of the big contracts that have been signed in recent years, like the uh, the Harper uh, Machado deals, you know, they were they were like into March when those guys finally signed. So,
1: yeah.
0: guys, the guys aren't aren't uh, afraid to wait to you know get the big money. So, I think I, I think there's a dis- I think the Jays are, are putting good good money offers in COVID times out there, and the players are hoping. So the Jays are probably like at the top of the of the tier in the in the money that they're offering right now, um, compared to like a normal year, it's probably like a mid to low offer for what these guys were expecting, uh, but nobody else seems to be coming up to where they are right now. So they're like they're in contention. They're they're there. They're right there at the end. But I think a lot of the players are hoping and waiting that for basically non COVID year money to. Uh, to still uh, get put on the table. So.
2: so do you think these players, if other teams come and offer them more money, are going to come back to the Jays and say, hey, I'm being offered this. So are you guys going to match it? Or do you think they'll just sign with these other teams?
0: I think the big guys, are, are they, they can choose their destination, right? So obviously it's a, it's a negotiating ploy to leverage people against each other, right? So if... Um, if Springer gets, you know, he's getting offered, you know, 20 over five from the Jays and uh, the Mets are offering him 25 over five, it would make sense for him to come back to the Blue Jays and say, well, they're giving me 25 over five. Can you, do you want to give me 30 over five and see if, you know, he can get a bidding war started. Um, I think what'll happen is once those uh, top tier dominoes start to fall, then you'll, then you'll see quick movement from, the lower guys or the mid guys, because they they don't want to be left left waiting, right? So you know, there's only so many so many positions, so many teams that are willing to spend money, so much money to go around. They don't want to wait and and lose the market, right? So they're still waiting to get. So someone like uh, say Colton Wong, who is kind of on the the Jays Jays list, he's a Gold Glove second baseman. He might be looking for, you know, say he's looking for twelve million a season. Jays are offering him seven and a half million right now or something like that. They're offering DJ LeMayhew eighteen million. And, you know, if the Yankees re-sign DJ LeMahieu, then you know maybe Colton Long can get his twelve million from the Jays and he'll jump at that right. And so they they're gonna they're gonna wait until the dominoes start to fall and then they'll there'll be a lot of movement very quickly, I think.
2: So you're thinking that the Jays are more likely to sign mid level
0: Guys, than the top end players, is that what you think? Well, I, I, no, I don't necessarily think that, but I, it, it could be, it could be something like um, Lemay. He was waiting for the Yankees to, you know, to match, and if the Yankees go out and sign Colton Wong at ten million, then he might say, "Shit, there goes, there goes the Yankees." Okay, Blue Jays, you're, you're all that's left. Let's, you know, let's take the deal, right? Um, so, I, I think they're. I think, I think the Jays are in play for so many right now that um, it's gonna be it's gonna be quick when it happens because there's gonna be guys that will be left out, right? And like they can't they can't sign everybody, so you know they're linked to the say the top four shortstops, the top two second basemen, um, the top. Maybe it's just the top one outfielder or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So the, only, they, they, they're only going to sign so many guys, right? So at some point, somebody's going to have to make a decision on you know what's best for them and what's best for for the Jays, right?
1: Yeah, I be, I believe a lot of the top tier players don't really want to come to Toronto either. They'd rather play for the states, like play in the states.
0: I, I don't necessarily. Well, I don't fully agree with that. I think that. I think there's enough knowledge. I think enough people like Toronto and especially Toronto in the summer. It's, you know, it's beautiful. There, there's no reason to not come to Toronto, especially if the money's there, the taxes suck. Um, but that compares with like New York and California as well. So it's not, you know, the the taxes for playing in Toronto, I don't think are that much out of the, uh, the realm in the States or for some of those States. So, they're not necessarily at the...
1: Uh... Yeah, but I'd want to have, like, Trevor Bauer then come to the Jays considering he says he'd he love to play in Toronto all that. So if he's a top pitcher, he should come to the Jays then. Sign with the Jays. So you can show all the other yeah. top players that, like, hey, Toronto's a good place to come play, so I'm going there, so why don't you come?
0: Yeah, play? and, they, and they, you know, they've, they're they not afraid to pay people to
2: come play. Well, I was just going to say... Go ahead, Jones. Yeah, before we switch topics, I just want to... Uh throw a little question out to you guys, but you guys can keep debating until, and I'll throw it out after you're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I like, I'm good. I think the Jays are, are a player. Like I, I think everybody saw what happened a couple of years ago when they were in the hunt and what the, you know, the baseball markets like in Toronto um, when, when they have a competitive team. Uh, I think they have a very young, exciting team. that I think everybody saw last year, what they did, um, which makes them appealing. And the fact they're going to spend money in in COVID times just makes them that much more appealing as well. Where you know you're going to be able to get, you know, Toronto's going to pay a premium to to bring players in because you know there is a little bit more hassle crossing the border and you know whatever. But I don't think that they're necessarily a, a negative uh, a negative market. I think I think the Toronto market for a lot of these guys is a lot better than you know some of the uh, the hayseed towns in. Uh, in the U.S. that have teams. so Are you guys good? Are you good?
1: What do you got for us, Jones? All right. Okay.
2: I feel like Kev's a little more optimistic than Kudo. So I want to throw this question out there. I'm going to write down your answers. And uh, we will uh, come back and revisit this at the start of the MLB season. I want to know what... Who is the biggest name player you guys think the Jays are going to sign? With all the rumors out there? Trevor Bauer,
1: because I want him to come.
0: Okay. I'm saying Trevor that. Bauer,
1: you better sign with the goddamn Jays. You've been talking up Toronto, so you better come and sign.
0: Loaded question, Jones.
2: <laughs> I know. I, I I just put you guys on the spot, but like, you know, a little, little something for the listeners, you know, make them come back when the MLB season starts to see who actually won or whatever. Or who got it right? This, who got the prediction right? Who got it right? Yeah, another Jones prediction hour or minute.
0: I'm gonna say, I I can't give you a name because I don't know. They're gonna sign a starting middle infielder, whether it's Andrelton Simmons, Didi Gregorius, um, whether they trade for Francisco Lindor, whether they whether they bring in um, Colton Wong, DJ Lemayhew. They're they're gonna have they're middle infield is going to be proof. I'm going to say Francisco Lindor. That's going to. They're going to trade for Francisco Lindor. That's going to be, that's my prediction. All right.
1: I was, going to, I was going to say, do you want to go with an infielder and then I get the pitchers and the outfielders?
0: Yeah, perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we debate, who, and then we debate who the bigger name is. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you guys are ruining my
2: segment. I was going to bring that up. We're taking over your segment. A couple months. Always taking over my
1: segments. Goddamn right.
0: All right, guys. Let's let's move it along here. We had a loaded week 16 in the NFL. A um, lot of storylines coming in. I think there was five teams that had a chance to clinch playoff berths. None of them did. Um, go to week 17 in the uh, in the AFC. There's still uh, a lot of movement up up for grabs. There's uh, five teams in the mix for four spots. Really, you know, could go any way. It all depends on, you know, what happens on the field. Um, the Browns were one of those teams that could have clinched a playoff spot last week. Uh, they were playing the, the mighty New York Jets. We found out the day before that their top four wide receivers were all ineligible to go play due to close contact COVID protocols. Uh, so they were all placed in isolation. So they played with uh, one wide receiver off of their active roster two off the practice squad, and a lot of tight ends. They lost to the Jets, who have now won two weeks in a row, have now guaranteed that the Jaguars will end up with the number one overall pick in the draft, and likely Trevor Lawrence. We also saw the Washington football team um, have a bit of turmoil. Uh, Dwayne Haskins started quarterback. Um, in the week 16 game when Alex Smith wasn't able to go. He earlier in the week broke pro COVID protocols, was seen at a strip club, no mask. He was fined by the team, stripped of his captaincy, started the game, didn't play very well, had a couple turnovers, got benched for some XFL quarterback, seemed to leave. AFL or AA. He then left the stadium early, didn't do any media availability. And as of yesterday, he was cut. Um, the football team released. Dwayne Haskins, who was a first-round pick two years ago, uh, 15th overall pick, Washington native, cut by the football team. Uh, they're going into Week 17 with a chance to win the division still. And they are playing the Eagles in the Sunday Nighter. Alex Smith hopefully going be back. If not, it's going to be – Taylor Heineke of the uh, AFL. Uh, just a, a wild week in the uh, in the NFL. What? Uh, there's so much going on, guys. What did you see? Oh, the, the Raiders! Like, look. Well,
2: I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with the Raiders because what stupid play calling, um, you know. They realize that they're down around the goal line. They can't run out the clock. So you're up. You're down one. Or no, yeah, down one. Can't run out the clock. The Dolphins are basically letting you walk into the end zone so that they can have more time to try and go down the field and score a touchdown. And you slide at the five, and then you slide at the one and kick a field goal to go up two, knowing that, you know, yeah, I get it. There's only what 18 seconds left in the game, but they only have to get to the the 40 to give them a shot at kicking a field goal inside. So they got to go what 40 yards to get to the 40 in 18 seconds. And sure enough, the you know, Fitzmagic comes was brought into the game late in the third quarter, I think. Throws a bomb down the field. Gets a also gets a face mask penalty on the the bomb down the field puts them right in a field goal range right there. And Miami kicks a field goal. Vegas says goodbye to the play, their playoff chances and Miami's still alive. I I just think that was like bonehead play calling. Like someone's giving me a touchdown. I don't care what the score is. I'm putting the ball in the end zone.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think the difference here is they couldn't run out the clock. If you could have run out the clock Sure, take, yeah. you know, take it down. You kick the game-winning field goal. You, you know, you're leaving in your kick your kicker's foot, you know, at the last second of the game. But you know, they knew they weren't able to run out the clock. They were in a in goal situation. You need to get that touchdown because you got to take the points there. You, you left 20 seconds on the clock, which is you know eternity to run. You know, you could run four quick slant, quick plays, get you know seven eight yards out of bounds down the sideline. Um, get into field goal range. I think they did. They even kick the 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 kickoff out of bounds or something. Did that no, happen?
2: that was in a different game. That was in or did they? No, they didn't. I don't think they did because yeah. I'm I'm pretty was, sure he threw a bomb.
0: It was about a 30 yard pass and yeah. with a face mask penalty. Yeah, and he, so he wasn't even looking at the guy when he threw the ball because his face was getting wrenched backwards. Uh, just unbelievable stupidity. So whatever the Raiders are done. Um, My Titans got blown out by the Packers. So they failed to clinch a playoff spot. They're going to have to beat Houston in Houston week 17 um, to assure themselves a playoff spot. They uh, Houston lost to the Bengals last week and JJ Watt ripped the team in the media and just basically told everyone like, what are you doing here? If you're not here to play, you know, to, to summarize, he said, "We get paid a lot of money to play a game. Like you better come prepared to win." He he said, "Fuller, we suck, but you know you got to come prepared to play every week, right?" And
1: <laughs> yeah, he was heated and he called out his teammates.
0: So I don't know that that's necessarily good news for the Titans. The one positive is, is that they recognize that they suck. So hopefully the Titans can uh, you know can get a win on the road just like last year and get into the playoffs.
2: If they lose, can they still get in, or do they need a couple things to happen?
0: I'm not sure. Well, I think if they lose and the Colts lose, then they're in. I think if the Colts lo- Colts win and Titans lose, the Titans are done. I think I think the tiebreak is with the uh, the other divisions. Although they have head to head with the Ravens, they don't have head to head with the Browns, and they haven't played the Dolphins. So they might they might be, if the Ravens lose, they might be able to get in. A lot, a lot has to go right for them.
2: So basically take care of business.
0: Yeah. The Bears beat the uh, the Jags to keep their playoff hopes alive. They could have been eliminated by the Cardinals who lost to the 49ers. So they, they're they still alive. Uh, fun fact, not a kudo, fun fact, a Hosk fun fact. Uh, the Bears scored 30 points. In four straight games, for the first time since 1965, Mitchy uh, Mitchy Trubisky is uh, it's coming to play since uh, getting Mitchy Pooh. He might actually get get re-signed there. He like he's moving the ball right now.
1: They should re-sign him the way he's been playing.
0: If they make the playoffs, ooh, Bears fans are going to be conflicted. I can tell you that. We also had some league news. The NFL plans to add a 17th game to the regular season starting next season. It's uh, contingent on the new TV deal, I guess. So that's going to be part of the the new TV deal is to have uh, week 18 and a, a 17th game for each team. Uh, I don't know how the schedule would would work. I don't know where that extra game would come from. What they would do scheduling wise, because um, right now it strength it's a it's division. It's two within your division. One in the NFC, one in the one division, AFC, and then two uh, strength of schedule games. So I don't know where they would figure out that that extra game, whether it's another strength of schedule game, and or maybe it's a reverse strength of schedule game. Or, you know, no, I they, think
2: isn't the sorry, cut you off there. Isn't the the two other games like say you finish third in your division? Don't you play? So you play. The other division, like yeah,
0: it's strength of team. schedule. So you you play the two third place finishers in the yeah. in the division that you don't face.
2: Yeah, so maybe they'll throw in you So play, if you're in like, the East, you're, the the
0: you you're gonna.
2: Sorry, if you're like in the AFC, maybe you'll uh, you'll get to play like an NFC, another NFC team, like strength of schedule, right? Because like you're already playing the two other AFC strength of schedules, so we'll throw you against a nfc strength of schedule
0: right maybe that's all they find out the 17th game yeah it's possible yeah who knows who who knows what roger's thinking
1: he just wants more money that's uh, what i was thinking
0: yeah and then uh we also saw uh contract signing first first of its kind uh russell okun of the panthers i believe um signed his contract and he's getting um Half of his money is going to be paid in Bitcoin, so he's going to get half in in cash, half in Bitcoin, which is interesting. I guess it's a way for kind of already investing the the salary. Um, you you expect that Bitcoin's going to keep uh, keep going up. It you know definitely be riskier over over time, but for right now, it seems like it's a, a strong currency. So. Yeah, interesting. What it would, any takes from you guys on that?
1: Very interesting in that. It seems, I don't know. Well, first of its kind of.
0: Fi-
2: finally, a a player like thinking about his future. Like you hear about all these athletes that get into these sports, get, making millions and millions of dollars. And then, you know, three or four years or five years after playing, they're bankrupt, right? At least this guy is trying to think of his future after playing sports by investing his money into something.
1: Yeah. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to waste all his money on the strip clubs and the chicken wings and all that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And like cars and houses and stuff, right? Like he's, I think he's being smart with his money. That's all. Yeah, I agree. So Um, Kev, Kev, are we going to talk about the NFC East or what?
0: Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's dive into it. Um, The NFC least still doesn't have a, a division champ. Uh, we're going to have some drama as the uh, the football team and Eagles game has been flexed into the Sunday nighter. Um, so what that means is the Giants and the Cowboys, uh, they play at 1 p.m. Is it in, in Dallas?
2: It's in New York?
0: York. In New York. So football team waits the win. Well, so Giants, Giants at 5 and 10, Cowboys at 6 and 9. Uh, They play at 1 p.m. The winner of that takes the lead in the division. The football team at 6 and 9 play in the Sunday nighter against the Eagles. If they win, they are in. If they lose, the winner of the 1 p.m. game is in. Correct. So the Cowboys can still somehow make the playoffs.
2: They sure can. Yes, they can. They sure can. How about them Cowboys?
0: I believe, and this is, the winner of this division is going to be sub-500. And I believe this is going to be the first time a sub-500 team has gone into the playoffs since the beast mode Seahawks got in, you know, 12 years ago or whatever that was, 10 years ago. Hey, they don't ask how many. Wrong quote. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Think about it and come back to us.
2: (laughs) It's just getting there is all that matters.
0: So when Danny Dimes rips your heart out this weekend, I just want to know what do we need to put? uh, Send a car over to uh, check on you, or or are you gonna be okay? What do you What do you really? What's gonna happen? Would you like me to
2: stream um, me watching the Cowboys game at one p.m.?
0: I would, I would
2: actually. That would be really entertaining.
0: Put it on our Twitch.
1: Okay. Could we Could we handle that though? I think you might have a heart attack.
0: It's gonna be reaction. Um, We can't show the game. We don't have the rights. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can, you can, uh, you can Twitch out your, just your reaction of you watching the game. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: I'll, uh, I'll take selfies of me watching the game.
0: No, right, well, it's webcam. You just get yeah. Twitch Uh-oh. running. It's okay. going to, it's just
2: gonna it's a video. Come on now,
1: Jones. Get with the times. Well,
2: yeah, I can take a selfie video. Like, come on now guys. I know I was taking a well, video. You can, do, you, can
0: do some, you can do some of those and tweet them out as well. Yeah. Get them on our Insta.
2: Um. So I was thinking about the Sunday nighter. And I realized that, you know, the Eagles and football team are the Sunday nighter because, well, if Washington were to play, say, at one o'clock and they win, then there's no point of watching the Cowboys and Giants because, like, that game means nothing. So I get that. But my question to you guys is, why didn't the NFL put the Bills and Dolphins in the Sunday nighter spot? The Bills it doesn't win. Mean yeah, it does. Bills win, they finish second. AFC, if they lose, they finish third. If the Dolphins lose, they're out. Dolphins need to win to get in. So it does mean something. Well, the Bills can lose and still finish second.
1: So you're trying to say the Bills game is more important than the Cowboys game?
2: No, I'm saying the Bills game is more important than the Eagles
0: football team game. The Steelers Browns is the same scenario.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of games you could probably put as a uh, Sunday nighter. Uh, the, the right
0: the right game to be in there is the football team versus uh, the Eagles because that, is, that one has guaranteed implica- Impl- implications Implications.
1: Implications. Praise that one. I got to re- correct you.
0: Sa- saxophone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just – I just think that the Bills, the Bills need another primetime game. Like, look at them on primetime; they're like lights out. Like, it's true. If the Dolphins were a
0: little bit better, they, uh, they would have been there. But,
1: but we all know who's going to win that game.
0: No need. Matt Barkley versus, uh, versus Tua. No. Josh Allen's starting. Oh, no, I know he'll play half, but he's not going to finish that game. I guarantee you. Are they on at the same time as the Steelers? Yep. Then he'll play as long as.
1: Weird, score. weird thing
0: for for some reason, the Titans and Colts, who are both vying in those like tiebreakers with the the Dolphins, Browns, and Ravens, they got flexed to four PM. So they they will know what happened in the one PM game, and what they need to do. Whether it's whether it's win or if the Ravens lose, and the Titans know that they're in. Um, well, I got this win
2: i've got the scenarios here kev if you really want to know how the titans can get in sure they uh they either win and clinch the nfc south which you already knew they can also clinch a playoff berth if the ravens or the colts or the dolphins lose so basically they just need to win or for one of those three teams to lose and they're in
0: yeah and and the Colts play the same time as the Titans, but the other two teams will be done um, yeah, before them. So,
2: well, the Colts, the Colts, though, um, they need a Dolphins, Ravens, or Browns loss to get in if they lose. No, sorry, they have to no, win. No, if they, they lose, they have to win. Yeah. Colts have to win. Yeah. And they need, if the Titans win, the Colts need to win, and they need a Ravens, Dolphins, or Browns loss to get in. Yeah. So they can't lose and get in where the Titan can get in with a loss, I think. Yes. yes. So I think the they put the Titans and Colts at the same time because they're playing for AFC South title as well, correct? So they want yeah. they don't they don't want them to know the outcome of either like that game. That's the game that they're most worried about. Because I think that each team wants to have a home field advantage.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. But they could have still done that at 1 p.m. And then they don't know the outcome of the other games. So they have to... They were they were both scheduled to play. If the Titans had to beat the, the Packers, they would have clinched the division. And they would have played at 1 p.m. Because yep. they lost. They flexed them out of the 1 p.m. to the 4 p.m. Which I just don't think makes sense when all the teams that they're tied with are playing at 1 p.m. You know?
2: I think it's for TV rights. They're like TV purposes, right? Like that's a game that you want to watch, right? So you've got like two, four, six, maybe seven, eight games that people want to watch. So they want some at one and they want some at four instead of having these games that don't mean anything on at four o'clock or one o'clock, right? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know. It makes sense to me. I just think like, I think the NFL is screwed up. I understand what you're saying with the TV rights, but... I think that they weren't thinking all the way through the scenarios. It's almost like they <laughs> thought they were in the NFC or something.
2: <laughs> Maybe
0: because it's all NFC teams. It's all NFC teams playing at 4 p.m. except for the Titans and Colts.
2: Yeah, but the Cowboys are playing at one o'clock, right? Cowboys no, no, but they would have been
0: better off. You, they would have been better off to just say, okay, well, we're going to put all the NFC games at four o'clock, all the AFC games at one o'clock. I understand the the national rights where you don't, you know, the game of the week and whatever, but.
2: Yeah, I see I don't know like I don't know when some of these teams are playing that need like I don't know when the Rams are playing the Cards and when the ba- Bears and Packers are
0: playing. Those guys are all playing at 4. Yeah.
2: Yep. Well, oh, I don't yep. know then. Yeah,
0: it doesn't make sense. Like the, I think the Cowboys are the only NFC team playing at 1 and I think the Titans and Colts are the only AFC teams playing at 4. Like those two games. So there's one one NFC game at 1 and there's two A- AFC games at 4. I think if you flex the Cowboys into that four, it's a little more intrigue for for the football team as well because they're getting prepared to play. They don't know the outcome. It doesn't really but, matter to yeah, them. They, they do it,
2: but they've got to split up pretty evenly if you look at it. Do they? Bucks, uh, Falcons, it was... Lions, Vikings, Cowboys, Giants all play at one, and then Colts, Jags, Titans, Texans, and Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos all play at four o'clock. So there's four and four.
0: Well, I must have misread then. Or
2: it's all because everyone's playing like divisional games, right? So what they do is they're like, except for the yeah. flex game on Sunday it doesn't night, matter. the divisions it doesn't matter. are. Fun.
0: Let's get into our New Year's resolutions because we're this is already gonna be our longest podcast ever. <laughs> um, and
2: and has gotta edit it. Yeah. Shh, don't tell the people.
0: It's a, it's a new guy. It's a new guy. Um, okay, New Year's resolutions. Kudo, kick us
1: off. Uh
0: what are your New Year's
1: well, I just went quickly, and I just said that I'm going to stop betting on the Cowboys because I can never win or lose with them. And then uh, I'm also going to make sure that Jones and Hosk pay up their, uh, on our bets, and I get my fucking beer that I'm owed. I want my fucking beer, boys. Let's fucking go.
2: <laughs> I don't even know how much beer I owe you anymore. How much do I owe you? I had,
1: a, I had it written down somewhere. I don't have it with me right now. God damn it. I think it's a six-pack. I, I owe, you. I think I owe you. Yeah, you owe me two for Hosk. Thanks a lot.
0: So uh, my resolution is uh, I'm going to try and let uh, Kudo and Jones compete in the Survivor Pools next year. (laughs) Um, And then I'm also going to stop trying to make supporting arguments for the Canadians and Paul Byron. They don't get me anywhere, so I'm going to stop doing it.
2: (laughs) All right. And uh, my New Year's resolutions are I'm going to try and do better than my son Emmett in picking playoff winners. Because he's obviously better than me at it. And I'm also going to stop trying to make fun of Kudo for being a Habs fan. I'm going to keep a tally to see how many weeks I can go without making fun of Kudo for cheering for the Habs. So, Kudo, Habs suck because it's not New Year's and uh, I might as well get it in now.
0: Well, good luck on your resolutions, guys. Get that
1: shitty fucking sweater off, too. It's got some dirt on it. Jackpot.
0: All right, guys. How did everyone's rare stakes go last week? I was uh, three and one on my
2: rare stakes. Just, just wanted to let you throw it out there.
1: Uh, I was two and two. It was okay.
0: Two and yeah, two. I know. Well, guys. No, I'm just kidding. I was 0 and four. I was going to say
1: another perfect week. What the hell's going on here?
0: It was a perfect week. Perfect week of losers.
1: <sighs> it was a tough week.
0: It was a tough week. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just get right into this. Yeah, week. I
1: think Jones has to go considering uh he did better than all of us. Would you
2: like me to lead it off, boys? Yeah,
1: well, that's what right, we're trying guys. to say.
2: All right, here we go. I'm taking the over 44 and a half in the Baltimore Ravens Cincinnati Bengals game. I'm taking the over 44 and a half in the Dallas Cowboys New York Giants game. I'm taking the over forty-two and a half. In the Pittsburgh Steelers Cleveland Browns game, hopefully the Browns receivers are back. <laughs> and my last pick, kick of the can, I am going to take the Tennessee Titans minus seven and a half against the Houston Texans. And those are my rare stakes. Kudo. Uh, okay,
1: and uh, I'm going to go, and I'm sticking with my spread points as I always do. And because since it's not the new year yet, I am taking the Dallas Cowboys at a minus three. And then I'm taking the Buffalo Bills at a minus one. Arizona Cardinals at a plus one. And the Seattle Seahawks at a minus five and a half. And those are Kudos Rare stakes for the week.
0: You do know that that uh, Cowboys game is played in the new year, right?
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm making my pick now before the new year happens. Okay. Okay. So suck on that. Whatever
0: you say. Just good omens for my Giants, so that's okay. I
1: thought you're a Titans fan. I've
0: adopted the Giants for this. No, of course
1: week. you did. Bandwagon.
0: Um, I've got uh, I got my. I really uh, really don't know what to expect uh, this week. I'm gonna go out on a limb in a couple. This is not one. I'm gonna take the Saints minus six and a half at the Panthers. Um, I'm gonna take the football team minus two. Uh, they're gonna make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to take. The Jacksonville Jaguars, plus 14 points at the Indianapolis Colts. The Jags have clinched the number one pick. Now they're going to play spoiler. They're going to get their second win. It's going to be their second win against the Colts. Go Jags. Um, I was going to take the money line, plus 700. Um, anyone feeling brave, I recommend it. I'm, I'm probably going to put some money down. It's not one of my rare stakes, though. So. Um and then uh, I forgot to make my survivor pick, my week 17 survivor pick. I'm going to make it right now um, with one of my rare stakes. I'm going to take the New York football Jets on the money line in Foxborough over the Patriots. I like that pick.
1: Did you I call them like the football pick. Jets?
0: I did. Just like the football Giants, you know, and the, the New York baseball Giants. That was It was a play on words. Um, that's why I called them the New York football Jets. Oh, So that
1: definitely went over my head then. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Hey, sports fans. Kudo here just to let you know that Into Sports & Stuff podcast is doing a fantasy hockey pool for the upcoming season. On next week's episode, we will have our live draft. Any listeners interested in joining can hit us up on our social media platforms for more info. All right. Any final words?
0: Uh, our new producer sucks. Hope you guys enjoyed um, this this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed what we've put out for you in 2020. Uh, we're gonna keep a rolling into 2021, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll get into more, more sports and stuff next week.
1: Happy New Year! And thanks everyone for joining us for our 31st episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give
2: us
0: a follow on Instagram at into sports and stuff, and follow us on Twitter at into sports stuff. No and in that one.
1: Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week, and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show.
2: Check out T Public and me Undies in the show notes.
0: Get a pair of the underwear. They're really comfortable. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe at your podcast player of choice.
1: We'll see you next week, and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, wait, he gone. Oh, well. Oh, new guy. Hit the music.
0: Bye. Wow, wow, wow. He's a very nice.